This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So this is a topic that has come up before the state legislature over the last few years, sports wagering with many pushing that and many suggesting it's time. Minnesota now kind of an island where states around us have passed Uh, sports wagering bills into law. And today at the legislature, another bill introduced to do such that. And the uh, Senate author is Matt Klein, who joins us now on the John Schuster Cobalt Banker Hotline. Senator, thank you so much for uh, taking the time. Tell us how this particular deal came together and how you were able to get the tribes and professional sports teams on board with this latest proposal. Well, Adam, you know, great to talk to you about this again. Yeah, yep. this is something that was supposed to happen in a divided legislature. Uh, we thought we had the votes and then it fell apart in the Senate. And now that we've got the trifecta, the tribes really put their energy behind it. They work closely with me and with Chair Stevenson. Uh, and then, you know, once they sort of had a plan, uh, the teams, the Vikings, et cetera, were kind of on board as well. And uh, I think what most people realize, you know, this issue kind of reminds me of Sunday sales, Adam. It's one of these things where if you're a guy or a gal who doesn't follow politics that much, it's just something you want to do. In many cases, maybe you're already doing it illegally, and you really don't understand why government would be standing in your way Mm -hmm. and making it harder. And uh, so we're going to deliver for Minnesotans on this one. In addition to that, why is now the right time to do it? Well, as you said, I think in your intro remarks, it's uh, the states around us are doing it. They're, you know, gleaning tax revenue from this. You know, I think there's also something to be said for making sure this is done right and done well. Through the tribes, they've established that they're good at it, that they can do it safely and with appropriate regulation. And so we've got a, a setup where we can make it happen handily and, and effectively. And so let's go forward. You mentioned tax revenue, but uh, even you know, uh, Representative Stevenson mentioned this that the, the the revenues from the state admittedly aren't significant. And I know Evan Ramstead in the Star Tribune wrote a piece a couple of weeks about that about how when it comes to sports wagering, the 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 benefits financially to the states isn't significant, right? I mean, is, is it, are we? I mean, any money is good, but considering right. other hurts. considering other areas of revenue, how big of a piece of the pie would the state get from this? Right, it's not gigantic. I agree. No, it's not zero. It's something I've heard between ten and thirty million dollars initially, uh, which is something. It's not peanuts, um, but that's not the purpose of the bill. You know, the purpose is that Minnesotans want this, uh, and they they don't understand why we're getting in their way. And also, you know, there's a lot of sort of black market uh, sports wagering currently going on. And I kind of feel an obligation as the Commerce Chair to legitimize that and make it safe, make it effective, put protections and guardrails around problem gambling and do it well. And and tax revenues are just sort of the the icing on top of that cake. 
Talk about that part of it, about how those guardrails you just mentioned, not only the benefits to a problem gambling services, but also uh, benefits to youth sports, how that w- how those sports would benefit from a, from a bill like this, from a law like yeah, this. Yeah, so, yeah, we as you mentioned, we've got the self-reporting where if you say, geez, I've got a problem with gambling, take me off the list. You can submit your name uh, to the government, and they will take you off the list of people that can access these apps and so forth. Uh, if you're in a guardianship, you know, your guardian can do that on your behalf. So you can be removed from the list for a period of one, three, or five years. Uh, and that's great. We're going to dedicate some revenues to make sure that, uh, you know, support services and treatment services for problem gambling are adequately funded. And then, as you say, a big part of the revenues are going to go to youth sports, particularly in communities where there are high juvenile crime rates uh, and sort of targeting troubled communities where we can divert people's energies possibly into youth sports and, and sustain those activities. So I think there's a potential to do a little bit of good around here. This bill does not involve uh, the racetracks. Um, is 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 that final? Is there is there, uh, is there an opportunity for the racetracks to be involved here? I know they certainly want to be. I'll say this: uh, the one principle that Chair Stevenson and I agree on 100 percent and will not deviate from is tribal exclusivity. So we, the licenses go to the tribes. There's 11 tribes in Minnesota. They're going to have control over those, and we're not going to move off that dime. And the teams have been okay with that. Uh, whether the tracks are okay with that or not, I'm not sure. Uh, there may be other things we can do for the tracks. So, you know, a lot of people like to go to Canterbury. Uh, it's a destination in Minnesota. It's something that we maybe want to preserve. Um, but in terms of actually having a license to be one of the platforms on your iPhone, that's not going to move outside of the track, out of the side of the tribes. Can you tell us about the age restrictions on this? How, how old would, uh, would, would somebody in Minnesota have to be to participate in sports gambling? As, 21 years old. 21, okay. Yeah. And the, what are the safeguards there? How do we ensure that the people using these apps or placing bets are of legal age and that can do that? And who's, who's enforcing that? Yeah, well, I think it's enforced through the Department of Public Safety up here, the Commissioner of Public Safety here at the legislature. Uh, and really, there's going to be penalties on sort of the people who sustain the platforms. And, and they've done this in other states. They know how to sort of screen for age. They know they're liable if they let somebody in who's 16 and he loses the family fortune. Uh, so the, I think the, the industry itself is fairly protective of those types of barriers, uh, and that's what we'll also be relying on. So We're talking to uh, State Senator Matt Klein on the John Schuster Cobalt Banker Hotline. He's the chair of the Senate Commerce Committee, uh, Senate author of this bill to legalize sports wagering in the state of Minnesota. So let's say this passes, Matt. It passes both houses. Governor Walls signs it. How soon would we see this implemented? And then what does it look like? I mean, what, you know, I've been to like Grand Casino Hinkley and they built the new bar there probably in the last few years. And it just looks like they were anticipating this. Like there's an area that looks like a sports book. Is that, I mean, are, are, are casinos already ready for this in, in that this is what it's going to look like? I'm sure that as part of their business model, they are ready for it. I'm not going to give you a start date because then people get their hopes up and we'll jinx this thing, but uh, it could be <laughs> soon. I think the bigger part of what you'll see, you will see sports book rooms, you know, at the casinos. If you're accustomed to going to casino, that will be part of your experience now. The bigger thing you'll be seeing is that on your iPhone and on your laptop, uh, you know, you can access FanDuel or, or Sports Kings or whatever it is uh, and start wagering, uh, you know, on events and there'll be uh, in-game wagering, et cetera. And, uh, the types of wagering that people who are familiar with this uh, stuff are accustomed to, those will be available legally uh, and with tax revenue here in the state of Minnesota. So. 
Well, how about this? But since the um, you know the sports teams are involved, the professional sports teams, is there a possibility that we would see gambling areas or a- areas um, to place a wager in the sports stadiums here in the metro area? So right now that is not part of the deal, okay. and that's been okay with the teams. They've been all right with that, yep. uh, the, and the tribes have been fairly protective of that, which I find understandable. And so yeah. uh, that's not something I think that is on the table at this point, Adam. Do you do, are there? Do you know? Are there other markets where that is happening? I know because like I think about Europe, and you know, at soccer stadiums, of they have places in those stadiums where you can place bets. Do, is that happening in other markets? I think there's several. Your listeners probably know more than I do. I've definitely heard in Arizona that's the case. So you can sort of wager at the stadium, and then you can go across the street, and there's sort of a wagering facility right there. And so it's all part of the network there. And uh, and I, like I said, I'm sure your listeners will phone in and tell me ten more. But Arizona is the one I'm familiar with where that's going. Yeah. On, so. And you and you mentioned not part of this plan, but is is it possible that down the road, if this would pass, that we would see that? I tell you what, this one's been hard enough to get across the line. I don't want to look at stage two. Let's let's do this one this year and see what happens after that. So, so t- t- tell me about your colleagues there uh, in St. Paul and how much momentum there is this time that something would actually get done. I mean, obviously, you know, legislation is always a starting point, and you know, amendments are made. People have input. Take me through that process and what what kind of momentum you feel there in St. Paul that this could be the year to get it done. Well, you know, this is one of those interesting bills. Uh, people are sort of into politics a little bit. Most of our votes down here at the Capitol do tend to be party line. We've got 34 Democrats in the Senate and 33 Republicans, and a lot of our votes are 34 to 33. Again, like Sunday sales, this is one where you've got people that have strong opinions in both directions on both sides of the aisle. And the final vote, I can guarantee, uh, will not be 34 to 33. It'll be something else, and it'll be a mix of Democrats and Republicans. And people have different districts, too. You know, you've got Republicans in the suburbs where they've got a lot of um, young guys who like to mm-hmm. wager on their phones on sporting events, and, and they're going to be under a great deal of pressure to vote yes on this bill. So it's not going to break down along the usual lines, and, and I'm excited to kind of work that. That's like, that's when things get interesting and fun around here. So. Yes, but, you know, we know Representative Garofalo, he's called, he's the, he says he's the godfather of the of sports gambling effort in, in the state of Minnesota. Is he handicapped? this yet and uh, given you uh, some odds as to whether or not this may happen. <laughs> I dropped off a of Twitter, so I haven't seen anything like that. Don't I noticed, you know, I noticed that Matt, I mean, uh, uh, full disclosure here, uh, you know, I've done some uh, candidate moderation, m- moderated candidate debates that you've been a part of, and we've known each other for a while and uh, we've gone uh, back and forth on Twitter before. I noticed that you don't have a, a Twitter account anymore. Is that just uh, is that the Elon Musk influence or what, what, what was the decision there? Yeah. Elon Musk, Kicked a couple serious uh, Washington Post reporters that I really respected off of the platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seemed like censorship to me, and I dropped my account the next day. I actually had 7,000 followers when I dropped it, and the media department, media department here is not too happy with me. But uh, in any case, yeah, I'm off of that, so I just have to learn from people like you what's actually going on. <laughs> Ruffalo has handicapped our efforts. So, well, I apologize. You know, Ruffalo, he, he wants it because he... Uh, he wants to sports wager. I, I'm not so much into it, as you can probably tell. I'm not so familiar with the lingo, but um, I, I'm doing it because it's what Minnesotans want. So, Do you miss Twitter? <laughs> I do. I need to know what's going on. It was the way I usually knew what was happening down the hallway here at the Capitol. Yeah. So, yeah. Any uh, sort of, uh, but is it like a mental relief that you don't have to get on Twitter every day and see what's <laughs> going on? You know, that is a good point because, you know, the other thing that happens is, uh, especially when you are in politics in this day and age, you get blown up every now and then with 
uh, some negative commentary. And so yeah. it's been a relief not to have to even worry if that's out there. So one, no, that's, that's a part of it I don't miss. One last question for you on a different topic. Uh, earlier this hour, I raised the question of vaccine mandates for healthcare workers uh, expiring in 2024, but there's been some suggestions that those could be lifted earlier. And my argument was, I don't know if we're convincing any more people to get, we'll be able to convince any more people to get the vaccine of the people who haven't had it yet. And my argument also is that if there are shortages in the healthcare field, should unvaccinated people be allowed to fill some of those positions? You're a physician. What is your thoughts on that? Yeah, I don't know. This is a tough one, and I'll tell you the line that I've always told. I think if you're laying in a hospital bed and you're sick and you're elderly and you're, you know, got some disability uh, and a nurse comes in, you you kind of expect that she's washed her hands, right? Mm-hmm. That's something. Yep. And if you said, oh, you know, it's not a mandate, you don't have to wash your hands, you'd be like, I'm getting out of this hospital. This is ridiculous. Well, I think the same thing pertains for the COVID vaccine in particular. If you're laying there and susceptible to an illness like that and a nurse walks in, I think you have a right to expect that that person has been vaccinated against uh, COVID. So I might be on the other side of that one from you. Matt, thank you very much for the time as always, sir. And uh, best of luck as things progress. And if we can uh, get any sort of update, uh, don't hesitate to reach out again. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for having me on. You bet. There you go. Senator Matt Klein, uh, excuse me, Democrat uh, from Mendota Heights, chair of the Commerce Committee. Sports gambling. Boy, I tell you, things may change in a hurry. We could have legal marijuana and legal sports betting in the state of Minnesota within a matter of months. Do you want it? Sports betting. Is it time? Sure seems that way. The arguments are pretty good, even though the revenues to the state, not significant. 651-461-9226. You can react to what Senator Klein had to say and if you're ready for sports wagering in Minnesota. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.